0: Hello, Explorers! I'm Pam Ricchia, and this is episode number 129 of the podcast. It's the 20th of June, 2018, as I record this intro. And does that work? We're 129 episodes in, and I'm finally bored with saying hello, everyone. <laughs> it just doesn't quite feel right anymore. We're deep into our exploring, unschooling journey, and Explorers just feels more exciting and more apt. Because unschooling isn't for everyone, it's for those interested in exploring new ways to live and learn with their family. So, hello, Explorers! (laughs) And this week on the podcast, I have a really fun conversation with Noah Tetzner. Noah is 17, he left school last fall, and has been unschooling ever since. We talk about his transition from school to unschooling, what excites him about unschooling, the podcast that he's now had time to start, his advice for new unschooling parents, and lots more. As a personal update this week, I've been working with my Portuguese translator, Cipriana, on the final edits of the Portuguese translation of Free to Learn, which I really hope to publish soon. And I've been booking upcoming podcast guests. It kind of turns into an art in the summer as people's schedules become much more fluid. It kind of feels like quite the dance at the moment. And as a community update, I want to thank everyone who has chosen to support my work on Patreon. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Their generous support is vital to helping me share unschooling information and inspiration with anyone who wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to support my unschooling work, like this podcast and my website, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now, let's get to my conversation with Noah. Hi everyone, I'm Pam Larickia from livingjoyfully.ca, and today I'm here with Noah Tetzner. Hi Noah! Hi, Pam. Hi. Did I say your last name right?
1: Yes. Yes, yes you did.
0: <laughs> I forgot to ask before. Usually, I try to get that nailed down first. <laughs> anyway, a couple of months ago, Noah sent me a beautifully passionate email about how excited he is to be schooling after having leaving high school last fall. I get questions pretty regularly about whether unschooling is viable if you don't start when kids are young. And I thought Noah would be a great person to speak to that. And I love the idea of sharing his story. (laughs) So to get us started, Noah, can you share with us a bit about you and your family?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm Noah. I'm 17 years old. Um, my family and I live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We've always lived here. I've grown up here. Uh, I have uh, my mom, my dad, uh, my sister named uh, Madeline, who is a year younger than I. And yeah, we've lived in in Green Bay, um, Wisconsin, our whole lives. And uh, I'm currently in 11th grade, so a junior in high school. And from first through eighth grade, I was homeschooled. Uh, by my mom. And it was beautiful. My sister and I were both homeschooled. We were super active in the homeschool community. You know, we were in all sorts of co-ops and geography fairs. And we had a lot of great homeschooling friends. And it was awesome. But then uh, when I it would have been, yeah, my first year in high school, when I was going into ninth grade, uh, my parents uh, sat down, my sister and I, and we had the conversation about Uh, possibly going to school. And it happened to be a private school in Green Bay where I live. And I guess we just had that discussion because, you know, we were getting older and perhaps... Uh, like so many homeschooling or unschooling uh, parents feel this way, you know. Uh, well, I can't teach my kids science, or I can't teach my kids math. You know, I'll, where are they gonna um, get that? They won't get it from me. They're they're gonna need it from somebody else. And uh, my parents sent my sister and I off to a private school, and for the first year, it was it was really, you know, for the most part, it was good. Uh, I was definitely I had the opportunity to showcase a lot of my passions in history. I had a an, an awesome history teacher, um, but then there was a lot of um, sort of negative experiences, I would say, especially as I was uh, growing older and really starting to discover uh, for the first time my own passions and my own desires and you know between being in school for eight hours a day and the massive amounts of homework, especially at what they might call an academically rigorous school such as that one there 's absolutely no time for the the things that I was passionate about. But, uh, you know, I had the conversation with my mom. Uh, actually, my mom brought it up. It's funny because she actually had taken my sister out of school um, just because it wasn't a good fit. My sister was experiencing some self esteem issues. Uh, she didn't really feel intelligent, you know, because uh, sort of her passions and desires were being, uh, you know, oppressed there. And shortly after my mom had taken my sister out of school, uh, would have been, I was taken out this past school year of 2017. I was taken out in October. if I'm correct. Um, yeah, my sister was taken out and then my mom had the, uh, Decision to um, bring me back home, and that's when she first discovered unschooling, and she was just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Noah, you know, look at unschooling, and she was reading all sorts of books. And one of the books that I love, I think it's called, it's on my shelf over there. Actually, I think it's called Unschooling Rules by Clark Aldrich, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my my mom, that was one of the sort of gateway books that really led to us just becoming super passionate about unschooling. So I suppose, um, yeah, after that the rest is kind of history and, and here I am living this this joyful unschooling life and listening to your podcast and hearing of all the the lives lived to the fullest by unschoolers. So yeah. this is awesome.
0: Oh that that is a really cool story. Now So when your mom came to you, so you were still in school and she mentioned unschooling to you. So when you left, um, you knew what unschooling was and you guys kind of just dove into that. Is that what you were expecting when you decided to leave school? Yeah. um,
1: Yeah. I suppose that was. Yeah. So to clarify, when my mom had decided to uh, take us out of school, it was an interesting scenario because and I suppose maybe I'll discuss later why we were taken out of school. But if I'm just sort of skimming the surface here, when she had decided to take my sister and I out of school, um, she had already discovered unschooling shortly after my sister was taken out. But uh, Mm -hmm. then she was really, um, you know, showing to me and I discovered, um, you know, articles and, and books and John Taylor Gatto and all of these, these cool figures that I thought I just really embraced this, this style of uh, you know this philosophy of learning never stops and just because you're not being taught by someone or being taught the things that somebody feels you need to learn you can you can still learn so so yeah i was pretty familiar with with unschooling upon leaving it was pretty natural because it was sort of like i was being groomed to leave in that sense
0: <laughs> well that's cool to think of it that way so yeah so you were diving in and learning about it while you were still in school
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you're welcome to dive in as deep as you like. Don't worry about that. (laughs) So you were learning about it. um, And then, so was it learning about unschooling that excited you enough to choose to leave?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, My parents always sort of left the, the decisions up to their kids, up to my sister and I. So it was very much my decision to leave school. Now, my mom was... Uh, really, you know, coaxing me. Come on, Noah. She was know? excited. <laughs> yeah, she was very excited, as I know many people are, about unschooling when they discover it. And, um, you know, I was like, I don't know. how. What about school? What about this? What about yeah. this? You know, um, concerning myself with all of the outcomes, you know, because mm-hmm. at school they're obsessed with outcomes, right? How are you going to... Um, Support yourself upon leaving high school, and you know after having a conversation with both my mom and my dad, uh, my mom and I talking more about sort of how how I would embrace lifelong learning and my dad who owns his own small business, saying, "Well, you know uh, you know no it 's quite possible for you to make a uh, reasonable income uh based on the you know scenario that you have he owns a small real estate business right out of high school so i don't really think that that school would be deterring you from you know success sort of if that makes sense
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so then you did a lot of your de schooling then while you were still in school i guess maybe that kind of helped because because you could see what you were doing day in and day out right mm-hmm. As, right. as you were learning about it. So you could compare them right right there as you were trying to decide, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting, uh, kind of a unique scenario yeah, <laughs> if you think yeah. about it. Because I had already discovered unschooling uh, in those final weeks and months of my um, being at school. So yeah, but yeah, you mentioned de-schooling. And I guess I'll just touch on that is mm-hmm. when we came out of school, uh, my sister and I, there was definite de-schooling that, that needed to occur, you know, just because although we had been homeschooled for eight years prior to me going to school, uh, anybody who's been a part of a school for some period of time or any period of time at all, I'm sure knows this is once you become a part of a school, it's just so ingrained in your lifestyle waking up so early going to school coming back doing homework trying to please teachers and doing the same thing day after day after day really becomes your lifestyle and really becomes sort of your identity you know when you spend so much time who am I at school Uh, what do the teachers think of me what do my uh, fellow students think of me so when we came back uh, we really just took it easy you know learning never stops. And, and we certainly continued to learn, but it was always uh, learning what we were passionate about. And we, we still do that, of course, but especially, you know, de-schooling, we just needed to take a, a big exhale when we, came, when we came out of school. So
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to hear more about what those first weeks and months were like, because like you were saying, like in school, you define yourself through the parameters of school, right? You know, how are people seeing me, judging me? How am I doing by the standards and the expectations within that environment? And then all of a sudden, out of school, when you begin to de-school and get to unschooling, all of a sudden you you kind of have to define your own parameters, right, your own right. expectations when you all of a sudden have control of your days, like you said, all of a sudden I don't have to wake up early all of a sudden, I don't have to be here by a certain time, and i that i mean I remember for myself, even when I stopped work and started staying home it's like. Coming up it 's like redefining yourself isn 't it like figuring yes. out what do I want to do when i 'm not being told what I have to do, so how did that go for you
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I just remember being in school um, waking up at you know six thirty getting ready for the day, and I would be like okay i 'm going to get this done today i 'm going to do this, 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 and this, and I remember my list was never school related like it was never i 'm going to do this homework assignment. I was like. Uh, wouldn't it be awesome if I could go for a bike ride today and, you know, get some exercise and experience some nature. Wouldn't it be great if I could uh, hang out with my friends and, um, you know, on Skype or something like that and really, you know, spend time uh, doing the things we love, you know, playing our historical um, strategy games and and doing all these things. And, you know, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to do this. But I remember I would have these, this list of things that I wanted to achieve and I would go to school And I would be like, okay, after school, as soon as I come home, I'm going to do this. And I would be like, I shouldn't be getting much homework today. But I just remember coming home after school. And uh, I usually had massive amounts of homework that restricted me from doing those things. But even if I didn't have homework, just the exhaustion that I felt after the end of the day, you know, I just remember wanting to (laughs) lie down on the couch essentially (laughs) right after I came home. But You know, being at home and and having this freedom, it really allowed for so much extra time, which is just such a beautiful thing. Uh, You know, because so many of us live such busy lifestyles, but I think uh, those moments where we get to reflect on ourselves and on um, our own dreams and our desires and and thinking about, um, you know, just what I want today to look like, those are just such valuable moments, you know? And I remember, you know, just having the time to do the things that I loved going for bike rides, you know, waking up the birds chirping, sun shining and going for these beautiful bike rides because that's just something I love to do. Uh, as well as just, you know, um, I run a podcast, of course, uh, a history podcast, which I've always loved history. And, you know, I had time to do that. I had time to read all sorts of history books and, and write things and, um, you know eventually i might like to write my own book one day so i've sort of started outlining things for that and just you have all of this time which is such a beautiful thing and it's not for one moment wasteful because you're putting it towards things that that you want to do you know things that that are of benefit to yourself and your family and spending time with your family which i think is just so awesome because, you know, when I was at school, my sister and I definitely grew apart. You know, we had our own sort of friend circles and it seems like we were always sort of in a, in a bad mood waking up, you know, that early, yeah. as well as my parents, you know, I didn't really have to come to my parents for anything. Um, I never really came for them to any homework related things. It was just sort of this really creating distance between myself and my family, which you know, looking back, we're like, thank God that we live this life that we do today. Thank God that that stage of our life was over because now we we can listen to each other, we can um, help each other. You know what I mean? And we we can really just learn to understand each other, which I think is just so so incredibly necessary when when living amongst other people. So,
0: I love that Noah, and what a great point! I'd never really thought of that. Like. Um, when you talked about how it distanced you from your parents, I mean, and your sister as well, but even with your parents, because, you know, there aren't really that many questions for when you're doing homework, etc. Right. Because, you know, homework is very, um, Or structured, there's the word I was looking for. You know, they've got their questions and you know exactly what answers you're supposed to give and they have nothing to do with anybody else's opinion, right? They're just to do with the textbook or what the teacher said. So even when you come home, when you're doing homework, you're disengaged from everything all around you. It's still all about school, even when you're at home, right?
1: Right, absolutely.
0: That's so interesting, yeah. (laughs) So did you have any trouble... Or, you know, because you were talking about how now that you were home, you could do all the things that you had been wanting to do. You now had time for it. Like, as you said, time is such a beautiful piece of of unschooling, right? We don't realize how many extra busy things um, that we're doing until we start to get to choose what we do. And and we actually say, oh, is that something I actually want to be doing? Oh, no, I don't have to do it anymore. But then you also don't do, you know, the typical things um, that people are expected to do. So did you um, have a time where you were um, thinking about or asking yourself, like you said, all these things have value, but was there a, a time when you had to, you had to shift from, you had to shift what you valued from what school values and those type of accomplishments to truly recognizing the value of a bike ride?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh I mentioned deschooling before and when I came home it was finally like, you know, because you, you're pounding 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 hammering 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 to get these assignments that other people would have you do done essentially and and it's so ironic because they're of in they're not, you know, benefiting yourself or or giving life to to yourself if that makes sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. Something that that others that somebody else would have you do but when i came home you know um i was just like whoa i have all this time now you know and it was just kind of like wow what do i do with this what can i do with this and um you know it was kind of if i'm honest it was sort of a rocky start at first mm-hmm. on, when we first started unschooling because um I think both my sister and I, it would be fair to say, we're both sort of in the school mindset in the initial weeks that we left. Like um, when, you know, we had had conversations with my mom about um, what sort of things we wanted to learn after we left school. My sister and I very much had this approach of it needs to be structured. Like, well, mom, we need to do this, 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 and this. That's what you do to be successful or something. Um, But, but no, uh, it was, it was rocky in the beginning. It was just, we were still our old selves in the sense of we weren't listening to each other. We really didn't understand each other. I mean, a lot can happen in a year and we were at school for two years, you know, and certainly a lot had happened, a lot of growth, a lot of, um, like not in a in a totally bad way, but a lot of issues brought up, uh, a lot of things that some of us were carrying uh, that we didn't have any idea about because we were so busy focused on school yeah, yeah. and um yeah, but when we left it was a rocky start, but we, we didn't give up. we were determined to um, make this work because we know that we knew that it could we knew that it could work and that it was the right decisions. So after a few weeks, we really started, okay, we had a lot of deep conversations, a lot of listening to each other, a lot of understanding, a lot of sort of paradigm shifts. And yeah. And then after that, we just, it was just such a beautiful thing. You know, my sister really started blossoming. I feel like I started blossoming. My blossoming. My mom did as well. You know, we all started to pursue the things that that we were passionate about, which I think is just so beautiful, and I think when you're young, you know um, that's just such an opportunity to do those things. you know um, I think this is just such a monumental time in a human being 's life or or the the childhood and especially the teenage years you know, and for so many it 's in those teenage years, the years right between childhood and adulthood that so much is lost, right because you're you know s- sort of whisking yourself away, always focusing on the next thing, like okay. Uh, By age 25, I'm going to be graduating college and I'm going to work here at age 18. And, you know, and I have to take all of these tests and and stuff. And it's like, no, just what do you want? What are you passionate about? What can you do for yourself? You know, Um, there's so much opportunity and it's just, it's all around us. So, yeah. That I think that's that's such a great a great thing.
0: Yeah. I think your point about especially those those teenage and, and even young adult years while you're in college, right? Because you're you're not allowed really to understand yourself or to respect your own wishes and dreams and just passions, right? You're you're it's always for someday, you know. I'll get I'll get through high school, I'll get through college. You know, and then I can finally like make my own choices and do my own things. But by that point, so often you're locked into, um, you know, you're locked into a career all of a sudden because at some point you had to make a, a, a choice about your college program, right? So then yeah, all right. of a sudden you're locked into a career, whether you like it or not at this point, and then maybe even, you know, college loan. So you got to get out there and get working right away. And you're just... You're just pulled through that whole thing. And when you thought you would find, you know, on college graduation, you thought, oh, finally, you know, now it's my life. It's under my control. You realize, oh, you know, there's all this that's that's come up. And again, I have little choices, right?
1: Right, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So you we were talking about um, you and your sister for those first few weeks at home. Um, was Were a lot of those paradigm shifts about... Um, figuring out ways to live together, like you said, you you guys, you know, understandably grew apart because when you went to school, because you weren't seeing each other, and as we were talking about, when you got home, you were each doing your school things, right? So there wasn't yeah. a lot of having to um, figure things out together and live live together. I think that was one of the big things the first few months when my kids came home from school, even though they were younger, it was so much about us learning who each other was. Like we really didn't yeah. know each other. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That your, yeah. That was your experience. Yeah. No.
1: And I just love how you phrased it. it. It is like, we didn't know each other, you know, Um, we only knew ourselves and we were, and I think we were like super selfish in the sense of uh it was very much what's next for me or something like that. You know, always focusing on uh, mm-hmm. what we felt that we needed or something like that. But no, absolutely. And yeah, uh, we really had the opportunity, like I said, just lifelong learning. And that's really what 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 has happened since leaving school. You know, um, when you're at school, they really teach learning as if it's a, it's a, it's a temporary thing, you know, because, um, okay, you're going to learn about, um, the ancient Roman empire from this week to this week, and then we're going to move on and you're going to move. You're going to learn about, you know, mitochondria and cells from this week to this week. But it's like, no, like, um, we had some rabbits in our yard, some baby bunnies, and uh, it's spring here in Wisconsin where I live, and uh, it's just—it sounds like you know just a bunch of rabbits, but these these bunnies and these rabbits had these babies, and we actually have a garden, and they had. Um, actually made a nest underneath a plant and we were just watching every day uh, the baby bunnies in there and the mom would come out and then she would bring some food back for the babies Mm -hmm. and the next thing you knew, they were running all over the yard and pretty soon they grew up and I bring that up simply because uh, we actually took the time to explore the life of rabbits and the life of bunnies. You know, we did all sorts of research on um, you know, um, what is the life like? What is life like for a rabbit? what What is the lifespan of a rabbit? All these, all these questions. You know, we uh, read the classic book uh, Watership Down, uh, yes. which is, of course, has rabbits as the central <laughs> characters. You know, so that was really an interesting way of understanding the world of these incredible creatures. But I bring that up simply because that's something that we were passionate about. We were watching these these rabbits outside, and my mom's like. Wow, isn't that cool? And I'm like, yeah, and my sister's like, yeah, and we're like, okay, we're going to really just dig deep into exploring the life of rabbits and we did it. We we didn't even like structure it. We would just find things by ourselves and bring it up and well, I think this and making sort of nature observations, but no, and, and I think learning is such a is such a natural thing in people, you know, wanting to explore, wanting to learn more. Um you know, human beings have been learning for millennia. That's, I think, I think that's crucial to the existence of sort of the human race is, you know, um, when we needed to go somewhere faster and farther, we invented the wheel. When we um, needed documents and uh, scholarly research and, you know, the Bible and everything else more, uh um At the fingertips of people, we invented the printing press, you know, and we've always been learning new ways to do things and looking at things in different ways. And and you know, in school, there's not that because I think we learn for two reasons: we learn because we're interested, or we learn because it's a necessity, right? Like when I started my podcast, I had to learn how to work a microphone and a mixer. Uh, that was a necessity. But of course, I was passionate about it. But I just bring that up, the the whole rabbit thing, because that was just something we were passionate about. And I think it was just so beautiful that we, we spent so much time on it, but we really just um, learned so much because of it.
0: Oh, I think that is such a great example. So that was soon after you left school last year? Yeah, yeah. Yes it was. So I mean, to me, that's such a beautiful example, because when when you first leave, like you really do look at the learning that you do, like you realize that, oh, look, we didn't come up with a formal plan or a formal outline for us to follow. And we each dove into it like when you're first leaving school and you're changing that paradigm, you're really paying attention. And that's when you're not Oh, look, we can. We did learn tons about rabbits and we didn't have it structured you know, and we still kept learning and we brought like fiction books into our learning, which typically doesn't cross in school, right? That's all your nonfiction stuff, except when you're in English class, then you read fiction, you know, (laughs) that kind of stuff. And, and that is, that is just a beautiful example of that paradigm shift of, from, as you were saying, school learning to lifelong learning to learning is everywhere. And, you know, a year or two from now, You'll probably, you'll have another example like rabbits, but it will be like breathing to you. You won't even, you know, kind of notice it, but it's so important um, at first when you're deschooling to to notice that because that's what helps you understand how, you know, unschooling isn't about not learning. It's just about learning in a different way. And um, you can see the difference. Like you will remember – that rabbit story so long versus, you know, pick a class that you weren't interested in in school. And I bet you barely remember, you know, past the test, what was there. So just, it's just such a wonderful example of the difference between those kinds of learning, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And just learning
1: in such a natural way, you know, isn't that as human beings just so natural? I mean, to some who have been brought up with this whole, School mindset it sounds like such a radical concept, but no that like that's how that's so natural you know everybody's so curious and everybody wants to learn we're just sort of held back and told we need to learn what somebody said we had to learn i don 't know who I can 't point to those people that said <laughs> you need to learn this this, and this but yeah
0: but yeah and and a lot of that too, I think um, when you when one leaves school, especially when they're on they're older, right? Like you were, is um, uncovering that curiosity again, because you've had to dampen that with school for so many years in that they tell you, well, this is what we're learning. And this is what we're learning. And like you said, you had all sorts of other interests, but you were exhausted by the time you got home, that you barely got to touch on them, right? So, you know, discovering that rabbits are interesting, and rediscovering your curiosity to not only like ask the questions that occur to you, but to actually follow through. And yeah. like you said, we were all looking up different bits about it. Right. That, that's a big shift, isn't it? From yeah. from being told to saying, "Hey, my curiosity is is valuable, is worth getting answers to." Right.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, what ha- what are some of the things that you've been doing then uh, since October? I'd love to hear.
1: Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's really been just so great. Um, so I guess I'll talk about myself first and then I'll uh, talk. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, so I, uh, I have always been a huge history fan. Uh, you know, ever since I was just a, a little boy, I've always just loved history, anything and everything about history. Uh, you know, the Roman empire and, and medieval, um knights and and vikings and and you know napoleonic uh time periods in the victorian era and you know it's just i've always loved history and uh, i've always listened to podcasts uh in fact that's of course how i stumbled upon uh exploring unschooling which (laughs) i'm a huge huge fan of of course but um So I decided that, you know, why don't I take this passion of history that I have? And wouldn't it be so cool if I could share that with other people who love history? And, you know, uh, so I had this idea. I thought, well, I could start a podcast. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Why don't I start one? Um, and I didn't know what to podcast about other than history, but, uh, of course, my podcast is called The History of Vikings, so it's about Vikings and Norse mythology and that whole sort of era of history. So I decided to podcast about that after I was uh, doing some reading and discovered uh, Norse myth and the, the tales of Odin and Thor and, and Loki. Um and I decided to start a podcast about that and I called it the history of Vikings. So that was definitely a journey in itself, you know, learning how to start a podcast, how to connect a microphone into a mixer and all of this technical stuff, which I am like, so not a technical person, <laughs> but I, I figured it out, you know, because I was so passionate about it. And uh, I uh, had the opportunity to talk to a lot of uh, experts in my field on my show. I've had um, Oxford, Harvard, Yale uh, professors who are experts on Vikings. I've also talked to um, you know some YouTubers, a lot of history YouTubers, which you know I would I spent my my childhood was filled with watching various history YouTube videos. Um, you know uh, the podcast is in a network now. It's listened to by thousands of people per week. It's just, it's really special. And this, I only started this podcast two months ago, you know, and um, I've had this opportunity to connect with so many beautiful people. You know, people have sent me emails just, um, you know, asking, what was that name of um, Thor's hall that you mentioned in the last episode? Or, um, you know, Noah, you might try uh, learning some old Norse so that you can pronounce uh the the names of the Viking gods in the native language, you know, and just exploring all of these interesting concepts. Um, but no, that's been one of the things that I've been up to, which has been super exciting. And my sister has always been a science girl. And one of the things that, um, she started right away when we were unschooling is she really started diving deep into medicine. She really started diving deep into, you know, how the human body works and how different sicknesses work and, you know, animals and nature. And she's always just loved that sort of thing. But, you know, she, she's on a, on the track to becoming a doctor one day. So, um, you know, she didn't really get to spend any time at all learning all of that in school. And even in science class at school, which one would think somebody who likes science would enjoy a science class at a school. Uh, she really didn't, you know, because, uh, she was behind in some areas. Um, As in, she didn't learn it in fifth grade when she was supposed to. She didn't learn the periodic table when she was supposed to. But she's really been diving into that, which has been beautiful. So we're really just both diving into what we're passionate about and uh, what we love and, you know, sharing with one another our interests and listening and, and just having these conversations, which is just so beautiful. (laughs)
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. And that that's part of, as you were saying, developing that relationship with her now. And once that you, you, I remember you mentioned at the beginning, it was more, you know, me, me, me as in, you know, you're focused on, on your own needs, but isn't it cool how, um, as you get to know each other and, and, you know, work with your mom, how that is, how she's able to support you, you both. And then you learn that it's not like me versus her, that all work together. Like that, that's a big paradigm shift, a big mindset shift, isn't it? And then all of a sudden, everybody can support everybody else. And then all of a sudden, they become interesting, and you can happily express your interest in their interest. And then it conversations are just so exciting at that point, aren't they? When everybody's they just sharing what they love?
1: Oh, no, that's awesome. Yeah, just everyone sharing what they're passionate about. And, you know, my dad, absolutely, just equally with my mom has been super engaged in in what we're passionate about. And yeah. my sister's always had sort of a special bond with our dad, you know, uh, so they've really been sort of digging into science together, which has been really cool to to watch. So, yeah, it's just, it's really... It's really special to see that, which I know you don't see in, in settings where you're learning a set, a set structure of, of things.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because, I mean, you have to look out for yourself in that kind of environment, right? You're yeah. expected to. Those are the expectations. You know, this is your job. You get these marks, you know. You're set up to only look out for yourself in that yeah. environment, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one thing that has just been so crucial, uh, to the, the, um, just the ability to, again, just focus on what we're passionate about is the fact that grades aren't involved. Now, I mean, for some people, maybe grades work well for you because you like to have it as a way of keeping score. But I know for me personally, uh, it's just been so refreshing to be able to leisurely read this book because I want to like i don't have to worry like about taking away certain things you know like I might take away certain things um than than a test might say you know like uh, it's just been so so awesome to to be able to to do all of this
0: It really opens up your perspective doesn't it because yeah. like you were, like you were saying in school you would read a book but there would be certain expectations as to the outcome and you would have to know um and pick up those those answers like even 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 with fiction right when you're expected to answer their their theme questions their style questions there was still an answer you were supposed to have um whereas yeah. now you because because we're all individuals like from an experience like like your podcast experience everybody's going to take different things from it right depending on where they are like so maybe it's the pronunciation that somebody latches onto and somebody latches onto geography like there's a huge range of everything within your very specific viking norse history podcast but you can see what Everybody, like so many other people, are connecting to. And now all of a sudden, all of those are valuable. There's not like one kind of answer that's more valuable than another, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's such an excellent point.
0: (laughs) So, what excites you the most about unschooling right now?
1: What excites me the most about unschooling? I think just watching it all unfold, you know, just watching everything happen in such a beautiful way. like I said before, you know, both, so I'm 17. uh, My sister will, my sister's currently uh, 15. Um, You know, we're just able to to just have this time together, you know, it's such, so beautiful to be able to go for walks with my mom and my sister and hang out with my dad and have discussions about um, what I'm learning, podcasting, and, and just sort of the the real world experience in podcasting. For example, you know, uh, how do I, um, you know, have these discussions with these these experts, and how do I uh, get out the word about my podcast? How do I market my podcast? You know, and uh, listening to my sister, what she has to bring to the table, and. Um, just, it's so exciting, uh, talking about all of our, our summer activities and and things. It's just, it's, I guess what I'm excited the most about is just watching it unfold. And, you know, we're new to unschooling. We've only been at it for like, what, six months, but already it's just incredible what we've seen. And, um, honestly, if I can be honest, I'm glad that I went to school for those two years, simply because I wouldn't be able to appreciate Mm -hmm. unschooling as much and I'm so glad that I discovered this when I did, because you know, as a young man, uh, eventually I might like to have my own family one day, and you know, of course, I would um, embrace the the principles of unschooling in raising my my children. So I think it's just so awesome that I, I we've all discovered this this lifestyle. It's it couldn't have happened more more naturally.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing it's a lifestyle, right? It's a way of living with the people in your family. And it doesn't matter what age you are when you discover a different way, another way of living with your family. So it doesn't matter whether, you know, your kids are eight or 10 or 16, 17, you know, if, if this way of living together appeals to you, start it whenever, right? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's such an an excellent point because like you can really have discussions with people and engage with people no matter what their age is. Like I remember when I was at school, I was definitely com- confined to um, friendships that were of my own age category. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't really have these discussions with the the adults there simply because there was just this colossal disconnect you know in the sense of you're the student I'm the teacher you can't say certain things but now that I'm doing my podcast like I've definitely made a lot of friends who just are way older than me you know and some are even even younger than me so it's been you know I'm having these these awesome discussions with people who are you know 10 20 30 years older than me and it's just it's really incredible you know there's there's absolutely no limits
0: so. yeah yeah, and, and age isn't a thing. You know what I mean? I mean, children are capable when 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 you're choosing what you look at, when you're passionate about things, you want to connect with others um yeah. who who have the same kinds of passions because that's exciting and it's enjoyable and it their age is irrelevant at that point, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody might say, well, uh, Noah, when are you going to graduate, you know, inquiring about my age. And uh, while the natural answer might be 18, in my heart, I almost feel like saying, well, I'm never going to graduate because learning never stops. You know, I'm going to be having conversations with my family for the rest of my life, which is just so awesome.
0: Mm -hmm. The other pit I wanted to talk about. Talk about because it stood out when you were you were talking about how you guys are sharing your passions, right? You know, your sister's sharing about her stuff, you're sharing about what you're learning with your podcast and history and your parents and their interests. Is it something that you notice? Because, you know, when you think about school, those are like separate topics, you know, and, and your your sister is really focused on medicine and you're really focused on history and podcasting. But I bet in your conversations you are now seeing so many connections, right? Even yeah. between the things that she's talking about and the things that you're talking. The world is so much bigger all of a sudden, right? When you're not combined into subjects.
1: It is. Absolutely. No, yeah. And just, you know, it's hard to think of an example to correlate like something, say, Vikings and in science, but no, even just like deeper than that. Um, just in in how we we interact with one another and yeah. because since we all can see each other so passionate about something, that passion is so contagious. You know wow. what I mean? Which is just <laughs> awesome to see. So like we, I can get excited about science and my sister can get excited for me about history and we can all get excited about rabbits and everything like that. You know, it's, it's just, um, there's definitely been a lot of um, like everyone has value to bring to the table, and we—I just—I love our conversations.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that, and I, there is something about just knowing that someone's passionate about something, right? And and it it excites you because I, I remember when um, my daughter was really interested in going to shows like concerts, a bands, right. right? And I would go with her. Like at first I was going because the the situation, she was going to small clubs in the city was new to both of us, right? So I wanted to be close by. So, you know, if she wanted to leave or if she was uncomfortable, I was there, et cetera. But after the first few, when we were both comfortable, I kept going. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to come because... yeah, <laughs> It was just so fun. These bands were people, you know, usually kids who had just graduated high school and had finally able to tour with their bands, right? These small alternative bands. But they were doing what they were passionate about. They were finally free to start touring with their music. And to me, like, she loved the music and I liked the music too, but it was just so exciting to see them so doing something they were so passionate about right? It's just so exciting to watch them and inspiring because people are just somebody pursuing their passion is inspiring, right? That's where I was going, I think.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. No. Yeah, it's incredible to see. And uh, yeah, there's just like uh, my cousin, for example, uh, loves magic tricks. Like he absolutely loves car tricks. He's always showing me new car tricks and and I'm just like, whoa, like how did how can you even do that? And it's just and you know, I know nothing. I'm just yeah dumbfounded yeah. at how it goes. But it's so exciting to see that. And then when I talk about some of uh with some of my other friends uh who, you know, we've kind of grown up playing one of the ways that we really spent fellowship together and you know, had this time of fellowship and spent time was uh, we both loved history and they were homeschooled as well. Um, and we both played sort of historical strategy games together where we were both commanding these armies of of men. And, you know, they were super detailed, like um, for people who who know history, you know, they got into the details of the units and the different attack and everything like that. And you know, we could both get excited about that. And, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of younger people that I know who are, are super passionate about video games. And why? Because, because of the story behind the video yeah. games, you know, it's just, yeah. it's really, it's really exciting to, to see things like this in other people, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so happy when someone someone's just excited about, about their day, about what they're, what they're interested in. Like so often when I meet other adults and stuff, you know, I'll just say, so what do you do for fun? Right. Yeah. And the hard thing is, is so often, you know, they're like, I I don't have time for fun, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. I work and, and, you know, take my kids to school and blah, blah, blah. But I love this planting that seed that, you know, it's, It's okay to have fun, to do things that are fun. And then when you find people who have passions, like it doesn't, like you said, the car tricks, whatever the passion is, it's always interesting to listen to them talk because so much that we don't know and they're so excited. I could like listen to them for ages, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Okay. Our last question here, Noah, what piece of advice would you like to share with unschooling parents who are just starting out on this journey?
1: I would say to those of you who are listening who are just starting out your unschooling journey um, you know first of all it doesn't matter what age your children are when you're starting this journey it doesn't matter if if they're uh, you know youngsters uh, toddlers if if you 've just had children it doesn't matter if they're teenagers or if they only have one year of i guess you might call it school left I would just say don't give up learn to listen to one. E- To one another, you know these are your kids. You know that they came from you. They they love you, and you love them. Learn to understand them, Uh, if you can. Help them to get excited. Really pay attention to what they're passionate about, and you know, and if you're passionate about something too, then they'll take an interest in that. You know, just it's it's learning to listen, and uh, you know, help your kids to think big and help them to dream big because I think that's super important. You know, and and you yourself need to dream big as well because uh, just there needs to be so much inspiration uh, in your family and I think that's that's how you live joyfully in my opinion
0: oh that's awesome Noah. I I really love that yeah yeah that that inspiration that listening to one another and just helping them pursue whatever it is that catches their interests and their passions that that's wonderful wonderful advice <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me, Noah. It's been so much fun. I really appreciate your time.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, thank you. And before we go, where's the best place for people to connect with you online? Where can they find your podcast?
1: Yeah. uh, So you can find my podcast, The History of Vikings, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, wherever. Uh, If you wanted to get in touch with me, I also have a website, which is thehistoryofvikings.com. Or if you uh, are a Twitter person and you like Twitter, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at History of Viking.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Noah. Have a great day.
1: You too. Thank you. Mm
0: -hmm. Thanks for listening. I hope you found it helpful. You might also enjoy the backlist episodes at livingjoyfully.ca forward slash podcast. While you're there, be sure to check out my book, The Unschooling Journey, A Field Guide. Inspired by Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey Framework, the book is a weave of myths, contemporary stories, and tales from my own journey. It's not a how-to book. No two paths through the world of unschooling have the same twists and turns. Yet, having a general sense of where you are on your journey can bring valuable insight as you navigate the challenges that will inevitably appear. Remember, you are the hero of your story.